Thanks for listening to the Courageous Church Podcast. We want you to know that wherever you are, God is with you. We hope this message leaves you feeling loved, encouraged, and courageous. We thank you for tuning in. Courageous Church, courageous people. And now, here's today's message. This is a new year. That means there's a new focus. That means that there's new energy. That means that there's a new passion. That means that there's new, there's new insights. That means that there's some things that I want to do differently this year than I did last year. Come on, somebody say amen if you're with me. Uh, this is the time of the year where we start thinking about our goals. We start reevaluating our friendship circles. We start checking out things and making sure that we're investing in things that are actually paying back a dividend on them. We start making sure that this is the right job that I'm supposed to be at for the rest of my life. This We, uh, we start evaluating all kinds of things as we come into the end and to the beginning of a new year. And one of the things that I believe that God is doing in our church, this is, the, this is something that God has given me for Courageous Church. I believe that we are going into a year where we're going to see double the amount of, uh, of effectiveness from, from, what, from the labor that we're putting in for the kingdom of God. So I believe that this is a year for Courageous Church of double portion. Somebody say double portion. Yeah, double portion. That's a little fuzzy. Praise the Lord for double portion being fuzzy. Hallelujah. Glory to you. It's all good. Trust me, it says double portion. And I want you guys to understand that this is a year for our church. This is the word for us this year, double portion. I'm believing that everything you touch is not going to just add. I believe it's going to multiply this year. I believe that God is going to put some things in your hands that when you do it, whatever you were expecting from it, it's going to be twice as much as a return on it. I believe that whatever it is that God puts your hand to do this year, I believe it's going to be twice the amount of effectiveness from it. I believe that this is, come on now, this is honest. I honestly believe this in my heart. I believe that that, that 2020 and 2021 uh, uh, robbed uh, some of us of the opportunity to get out and do some things that were on our hearts. And I just believe that 2022 is the year of double portion, that there's going to be a return on the investment of whatever, uh, whatever level of investment you've put in. I just believe this is going to be the year that double is going to come back for your trouble in Jesus name. Amen. Can I give you some scripture to back it? Amen. I'm so happy you guys said that. Let's go to the book of first Kings chapter number 19. I'm going to be dealing with Elisha and Elijah. I'm going to be talking a little bit about double portion from the Old Testament. And uh, if you come to Courageous Church for any amount of time, y'all know I love preaching from the Old Testament, but I love preaching from the New Testament as well. We put something old with something new and then make something fresh. Amen. And we see God do great things. And so we're going to go into the, the book of First Kings chapter number 19, the book of Kings chapter, First Kings chapter number 19. I'm going to read the 19th through the 21st verse. And then I'm going to jump down and show you a snapshot of the end. So I'm going to show you the beginning of the relationship with Elisha and Elijah. And I'm going to show you the end of the relationship with Elisha and Elijah. And then we'll get into some things that I think will be very practical for you to take away. So I want you to bear with me. If you're not used to being at church, I want you to bear with me for a few minutes. I'm going to read a little bit of scripture, but I promise you I'm going somewhere. Touch your neighbor and say, we're going somewhere. Amen. So listen up. This is what it says. First Kings chapter number 19 Verse 19 through 21, it says, So Elisha went from there and found Elisha, son of Shophat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Now Elisha went up to him and threw his cloak around him. 
And Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elisha. Wow, just from a piece of cloth being thrown on him, he left everything, right? I mean, the next verse, he just takes off and follows Elijah. That's good. I'll get to that later in a little bit here. And it says, it says this, Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elisha. And he says, let me kiss my father and my mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. And he says, go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back, and he took his, his uh, yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. And he burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to his people. And they ate. Then he sat out to follow Elisha and became his servant. I love this in the message at the end. It says that he became Elisha's right-hand man. I love it. So good, so good. Second Kings chapter number 2, verse 8 through 14. Listen to this. Stay with me here. I promise you we're going somewhere. It says, now Elisha took his cloak. This is after, this is after uh, Elisha has walked with Elijah, and this is the end of Elijah's journey before he is taken up in a whirlwind to be with the Lord, and Elisha is about to carry on the, the mantle that is on his life. Listen to this. This is what it says. It says, Elisha took his cloak, rolled it up, and, and struck the water with it, and the water divided to the right and to the left, and, and the two of them crossed over on dry grounds. And when they had crossed, Elisha said to Elijah, I'm sorry, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, what can I do before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha said. And you have asked, it says, you have asked a difficult thing, Elijah, Elijah said, but yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. And as they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. And Elisha saw this and cried out, my father, my father, and the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his, of his garment and tore him into two. And then Elisha then took up Elisha's cloak, Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the banks of the Jordan. And he took the cloak that he had fallen from Elijah and struck the waters with it. Listen to this. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah, he asked. And when he struck the water, it divided into two, left and right, and he crossed over. My question for this first portion of this double portion series, I, I want to put it in the form of a question, the sermon that I'm going to be preaching today. It is, do I qualify? Do I qualify? Touch your neighbor and say, do I qualify? Oh, that was a bougie neighbor right there. I need you to touch the other neighbor on your left or your right because that, that one wasn't it. I need you to, I need a little bit more Holy Ghost energy right there. If the seat is empty next to you, touch that empty seat and say, uh, a seat next to me. Uh, do I qualify? Y'all got to say it with that same attitude I'm saying it with. <laughs> Let's pray. 
Awesome God, we bless you and thank you for doing something amazing in this room. What an amazing worship experience, Father. We thank you so much for what you're doing already in this room. We thank you for what you've already done in our hearts. God, continue to do only what you can do. Father, I get out of the way so that you can have your way. Father, I decrease so that you can increase. Father, I hide myself so that you can reveal yourself today. And God, I pray that people would leave this room raving about how good you are, how amazing you are, and how they qualify for the double portion blessing that sits on their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Amen. Sheesh. Let's go to work. So let me give you some backstory. My man Elijah is an OG in the Old Testament, okay? I am the original OG, OG Ontario Green. Get that, Ontario Green. You'll get that on the way home. Don't worry. But, But I need you to understand that Elijah was a major prophet in the Old Testament, and Elijah performed some, something like 16 miracles and wonders in his lifetime while he was here on earth. And, and I love Elijah because Elijah is the prophet that called down fire on the false prophets. This is the prophet of fire. Listen, they, had, they got into a contest. They said, our God is greater than your God, Jehovah. And Elisha was like, what, man? Stop tripping. You already know my God is already greater than anything you got to present to you. What were we talking about? He said, all right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to call down fire from heaven and we're going to see who God, who's God responds. And, 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 and the prophets of Baal begin to call out to God and they, oh, oh, Lord, and nothing happened. Then Elisha says, wet up the altar, wet it up. And then when Elisha calls down fire, Elijah calls down fire, the fire of God comes down, laps up all of the water, and, and, and the fire of God comes down, and he proves that he is the God that shows up. So therefore, Elisha is known of the prophet of the God of fire sometimes. And Elisha is a great man of God because Elisha is, is so, so amazing in the way that he carried himself. He even had a school of prophets that would follow around that he would pour into and speak into. Elisha was not just a great prophet. He was also a great teacher. And people learned from Elisha. He was an awesome, awesome, awesome man of God. And and, and Elisha did some things that were just absolutely amazing. Uh, Elisha walked with Elijah for six total years. Somebody say six. He walked with Elisha for six total years. So when I opened this text up and 1 Kings chapter 19, and we read all the way down to 2 Kings chapter 2, that is a total of six years that these two prophets walked side by side together. And and Elisha was taught by Elijah for years so that he could understand the, the seat of a prophet and know how to operate in that arena the way that he should. And I think that something happens in the time that Elisha Elijah spends with Elijah that I think is noteworthy and for us to take note of of the very first Sunday coming into this new year and the fact that we all would love to see a double portion in our lives and everything that we do. But my question is, is are we truly willing to do what's necessary to see that double portion sit on us? So, so, so yes, amen. We want a double portion. Hey, Jesus, this is my year. I'm going to see double but I want to give you some some I want to give you some qualifications. I want to give you some qualifications from the life of Elisha that we need to take note of 
to make sure we're doing everything necessary to walk in the double portion blessing. Somebody say amen. And this is week one, so we, go, we got a lot to cover, and I, I got plenty of weeks to talk. Make sure you tune in next week online. I'm going to continue this word. We're going to go to the next level online as well. Sometimes we'll have church online. Sometimes we'll have physical service. It's the beauty of us starting as a digital church for the first six months of our church life, so sometimes we'll let you guys know. Just keep your eyes and ears on our social sites. If you have not registered yourself as a, a, a courageous church uh, 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 member or even signed up for our emails, I want to challenge you to do that because we love to communicate with you guys and make sure you know all that's happening at Courageous Church. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, so let me, let me go into this question. Let me say, what qualifies us for a double portion? What qualifies us for a double portion? I think we're going to find out what qualifies us as we see what qualified Elisha. So this is the first thing I want to take note of that Elisha did to walk in this double portion. Number one, Elisha was working. Elisha was working. Why is that so important? When Elijah shows up with this mantle that he slaps Elisha with, Elisha was actually plowing in a field. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, which is actually 24 total oxen. They were 12 yoked up together, 24 total. And the Bible says that he was on the 12th pair, which means that he had 22 other, other, uh, other oxen plowing in this field at the same time while he was plowing on the 12th pair. So the Bible says that he was actually working. He was moving. He was plowing. I'll bet you that he had a plowing business. I'll bet you he, had, he was a plowing uh, uh, entrepreneur. I'll bet you he started a plowing service that he could take care of things for himself. See, Elisha wasn't sitting around waiting on something to happen. Elisha was doing something until it happened. Oh, this is some good stuff right here. You see, this is your year. You ready? This is your year to work a little bit. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, we got a real problem in our country right now with people not wanting to go back to work. But I'm telling you something. This is the year, hello somebody, that we're going to work and we're going to put our hands to the plow and we're going to start doing something until God does what he's going to do. You see, I, I've rarely seen God bless people who are lazy. So often we ask God for great things, but the truth is, is if he gave us the great things that we were asking for, do we even have the work ethic to keep it up? Do you even have the work ethic to clean a big house? Oh Lord, 3,500 square feet plus Jesus. Oh, felt the Holy Ghost right there. Oh, Tesla Jesus. Can you maintenance a Tesla? Can you take care of a house that has 3,500 square feet when you're having problems vacuuming your 1,200 square right now? Oh. You see, Elisha was working. It reminds me of David who was even lost in the field working. And someone comes and taps him and makes him stop working in order to receive the anointing that God had for him. You see, God is looking for people, see, because his work and whatever he's put on in, inside of you is going to require his supernatural power with your natural energy. Oh, this is some good stuff. See, we often want to give God the whole package and say, okay, God, you do it. Go ahead, Lord. Mm-hmm. But I read in, and let me read it to you, James. Let me, let me just read a scripture. James chapter 2, verse 26. What does it say? 
For as the body is without the spirit, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. So what is the Bible saying? It's saying you're going to have to exercise some work here and you're going to have to do something until God does something. See, you got to get out there and start putting yourself to the plow. See, you got to get out there and start serving some other people before God blesses you with your own organization. See, you got to get out there and do the work. See, I'm scared of people who want titles before they do work. Do the work. That is worthy of the title. Do the work that God has called you to do before anybody gives you any glorious names for it. Do it before you be it. Because you are actually it based on the work that you do. So God is looking for people that he can bless with a double portion that aren't lazy, that that are willing to serve when they can't be seen, that are willing to do the work when they can't be applauded for it, that are willing to do things without other people being able to say that they did it or put their face or their name on it. They're willing to do whatever is necessary, even if they're in the backgrounds. Where are my background people at that are cool? I ain't got to be seen. You don't have to put the spotlight on me. You ain't got to tag me on social media. Just let God get all the glory. Where is the power of God? See, those are the types of people that God is looking for to put a double portion on because he's going to bless those who can be trusted it and who can show that they're willing to work and do whatever is necessary to maintain it when he gives it to you. So we want a double portion. But if I've I've said this a long time, I used to used to have a leadership uh, program called the platoon. And one of the things I used to teach is if you're going to expect God to do something twice as fast in your life, you're going to have to serve twice as much. You're going to have to show up twice as early. You're going to have to be there twice as late because that's who God is looking for. He's looking for people who can be trusted. And that's not just someone who's willing to check the box, but that's somebody willing to see it all the way to the end. That's someone who's paying attention to the details. That's someone who's making sure that I'm doing everything I can to maintain what God has put inside of me in front of me. So Elisha was, worship, was, was working in the field and he had his own plowing business and he was doing his thing and he was focused and taking care of things. And then it reminds me of a season of my life when I was in Kansas City, Missouri. God bless Kansas City. And man, good football team there. Pretty, they're pretty decent. And uh, I think the Bucks are going to do it all. Though. Father, I just forgot. Even to, Father, we pray for the Bucks again today. I prayed last week and they blowed somebody out. Father, would you make it so again? I'm praying. I'm interceding for the bucks. I'm standing in the gap, Jesus. It is us, the bucks, standing in need of prayer, Lord. Do it. Do it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Your bucks have been prayed for. But when I was in Kansas City, I was working. My, let me tell y'all something. My wife and I come from hard work. Let me tell you something. We threw a conference one time in Kansas City. We built the whole, this ain't new. We built the whole stage, put lights up and cans and parts. I mean, I touch stuff. I've put my hands to things. I've cut wood and cut myself. And I'm telling you guys, work was no, 
uh, 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 work was, was not uh, foreign to us at all. And we were there in Kansas City, Missouri, and we were serving at a wonderful church there of about 5,000 members. And we were challenged to start a young adult ministry from scratch that didn't exist. And we built it. And we, and we poured into those young adults. And we built a great dream team. And we saw God do great things in the city. The name of the young adult ministry was called Main Event. Hello, somebody. We, we met on Friday nights. Where you want to be at the main event? What's the main event? Come check it out. <laughs> we started something called the happy hour at main event. Because we would do service for one hour. And it was a happy hour because you're going to go get you some Jesus joy when you show up. See, we've been working this thing for a minute. <laughs> Coming up with creative sermon series. All, all types of things, scouring the city, doing whatever we could to reach people for Jesus. And, and lo and behold, we became one of the largest young adult ministries in the city. And in two years, we had grown something that was pretty unbelievable, that was pretty diverse, that was pretty amazing and pretty anointed. And it was touching lives. And, and lo and behold, I get a phone call from Dallas, Texas. Now, if you guys don't know my history, I'm from Dallas, Texas. I was saved in a wonderful church called the Potter's House. It's just a little small church there just doing a little something for Jesus. And, and I'm telling you guys, uh, it has a pretty well-known bishop there. And, and my mama was saved there while she was in prison. She heard the word of God, preached in prison. She got saved, gave her life to Jesus. She drugged me to Potter's House. And I got saved as a 15-year-old knucklehead that just came for girls. But God flipped the script and made it about God. And then I got saved, gave my life to Jesus. And then I, I left that church and I went off to college and I got married and I went to Bible school and I went to travel around the world working in ministry. And here comes the Potter's House calling me in Kansas City, Missouri about a job opportunity. I was like, I would come back to be the janitor <laughs> at the church that's responsible for my salvation. What job do you want? Are you saying the main campus? Because they got a couple of campuses. Are you talking about the main campus where the T.D. Jakes is the pastor? I'm talking the one in Dallas, like, like South Dallas. Oh, okay. And, and listen, I got off the phone and did the ugly cry in fetal position. <laughs> Asked my wife because these people called and said something that I was un... I could not believe. Listen to what they said. They said, your work has spoken for itself. Listen, we have people that are connected to our bishop who has paid attention to you. They've been watching you and you didn't know it. And, and, and we know that you're from Dallas. And we were just wondering, just wondering if you would just prayerfully consider coming back to Dallas to be our young adult pastor. Because uh, we have a great need there. And we see the work that you're doing in Kansas City. You see, I'm telling you, when you are faithful with what God puts in front of you, Elisha, when you are plowing and going and doing something with your time. See, some of you need to make a commitment in 2022 that you're going to do better stuff with your time than sit around and wait for something big to happen. Stay faithful on what's small and then maybe it'll open the door for what's big. Maybe if you just start putting your head down and serving where you are and just being the best employee in the place that you're in, maybe they'll look up and see, wow, Johnny is faithful. Wow, Sheila is amazing and they'll start calling you for the for the promotion and considering you because they see that you're willing to work hard you see and then I stepped into a seat that was absolutely unbelievable being able to go home back to Dallas to serve at an amazing church 
that was responsible for my salvation. And I served faithfully for five full years there and left honorably to go on the road as a full-time evangelist only to hear the voice of God while I was traveling to come to Tampa to plant a church called Courageous. I believe that Courageous Church is my double portion. I believe that the best is yet to come. I believe that what I'm seeing right now is just a seed of what God is going to produce as we remain faithful. You know how I know it? Because I was faithful in other seasons and I worked hard in other seasons and I watched God do thing after thing as I put my head down and I just went to work. Some of you need to put your head down and just go to work. Some of you need to bloom where you've been planted and stop fussing about what you want and start doing something about where you are. Start putting your eyes down and start putting your heart into it and doing everything you can to help it move forward. Whatever it is that you're a part of and then maybe just maybe God can trust you with a double portion number two Elisha was exposed to purpose Elisha was a professional plower but he was called to be a powerful prophet Elisha was professionally plowing I mean this was a bad dude to have, to have all these other oxen going and just being on one pair of them, how was he keeping everything else in? This was a bad dude. So this is not a novice to his trade. He understood what he was doing, and he knew it, and he seemed to be a professional at it when Elijah shows up. But something happens to Elisha that changes the trajectory of his life. Elisha walks up to him while he's still plowing. By the way, it never says he stopped plowing. So those of you guys who think you got to stop for God to see you, don't stop, boo. Keep it moving. And as you keep serving, and as you keep grinding, and as you keep doing what God has called you to do, then he'll open doors before you that no man can shut. Come on now. I'm telling you now. That, listen, when we got called, I'll tell you this. This is the craziest thing. We asked them to give us a week to pray about the opportunity. And they laughed, and they said, we'll give you a week and then we'll look for another candidate because we wanted to make sure, hello somebody, we wanted to make sure that this is where God had for us to go and we wanted to make sure that we were doing what God called us to do and we already had committed to doing a conference that week when we were called. So we didn't put down the conference to just grab something else. We finished the work that we were doing to make sure that we did everything right in that season and then when we closed that up, guess what? God spoke during that conference. Oh, I'll never forget my brother Jaden Chavez, we brought him in as a guest speaker and he began to speak a word about going back home and he said that he said the man was healed and he carried his bed back to the people which knew him a different way and I kid you not it was another confirmation for me as I began to continue doing the work that God called me to do and God gave me about three confirmations in that week span that I was supposed to go back to Dallas because I didn't put down what was in my hands I need someone to understand that one hand washes the other when you're serving and waiting on God and you need to continue to do what God is calling you to do and then purpose comes and slaps you and finds you because this is what happens to Elisha. Purpose slapped him. See, there was this mantle. Uh, this mantle is like a piece of cloth, a, a, piece, of, a, a piece of fabric that, that the prophet would wear. He would keep it with him and he would do things with it. And, and the fact that it was on his body, the fact that he wore it, 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 it represented uh, the power of God would come upon that. 
that, 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 that mantle. And he could do certain things with that mantle because it was connected to the power of God that was within him. And so this was the ministry that he carried. And so we knew and understood this about Elijah before he slaps Elijah with it. And it so amazes me that as soon as Elijah slaps Elisha, he didn't have to explain it. He didn't have to tell him what was going on. He didn't have to go through five steps. He didn't have to teach him. He didn't have to show him a video. He didn't have to take him to YouTube. None of that happened. Right as soon as the power of God hit him, change happened in his life. And he says, oh my God, what is this that has hit me? And I'm telling you, there are some experiences and some encounters with God that you cannot second guess. You understand that God has spoken to you and he's done something on the inside of you that no man can explain. I'm telling you, the power of exposure is absolutely amazing. I have a saying that once you've been exposed, you cannot be unexposed. And that is the fact that when God exposes you to greatness, it's impossible for you to go back to mediocrity. When God exposes you to a greater way of doing whatever your trade is, it's, it's hard to go back to the old stuff when you know something else is better. It, it reminds me of my childhood. You see, I went to 16 different elementaries, six different middle schools, three different high schools. We got a lot of guests here. Bear with me, members. I just want to make sure I tell the story well. And because of my life was so transient as a young man, I, I lived in a lot of different places, and I saw a lot of poverty growing up as a young man. And one of the things that happened to me when I was about 11 or 12 is I started selling candy. I used to be the little, the little salesman that came to the door with the little bin, and I'd knock at your door. And I mean, I, I, was, I was so cute and young. I mean, I had the little squeaky voice. Y'all see my son, right, David? I was cuter than David. I'm just telling you. <laughs> David is handsome, but I look better than him. And I, and, I, and I had this charisma that, boy, you let me talk long enough, I'm going to get what I'm looking for. Okay, so I come with, with, with caramel peanut clusters. Uh, uh, I, better known as turtles, you bite them, they won't bite you back. Uh, I, I, had yum, I, had, I had peanut brittle guaranteed not to harm your pearly whites. I mean, I had, I had a slogan for everything that was in my box. And by the time I finished giving my pitch, that was just 60 seconds. I had it down packed, y'all. People would buy from me. But the most important thing was not the things that they bought from me. The most important thing was the exposure I was getting being in these neighborhoods. I started seeing families that looked whole. I started seeing homes that looked normal. I started seeing, I started seeing things in neighborhoods that I had never seen growing up before. I started being exposed to shopping centers and things and people looked so happy and they just looked like they were full of joy. For no reason. They were just walking around happy, <laughs> laughing out loud. And I was like, my life sucks. And you guys are just laughing and happy. Why are you so happy? And I kept coming around and it started catching hold. And I kept going into these neighborhoods and it started to do something to me. And it exposed me to something that I wanted for myself. It, it helped me to know that it was possible to have a whole family, to be happy, to be a husband and a father one day, to have a regular life that is not full of transition all the time. Come on, somebody, because once you've been exposed, you can never be unexposed. And then 15 years old, I was in a youth service where I was there for the wrong reason, and I was exposed to the power of God for the very first time, and the power of God hit me so hard, I couldn't even shake it. It messed me up so much that when I left the room, I started throwing away posters in my room and started throwing away 
away CDs and DVDs when I got back to my house. And, and it hit me so much. The exposure changed me so much that I could not be the same person that I was anymore because the power of God exposes you. And when it exposes you to the word of God and your heart is open and you have an encounter with God, you can never be the same. And this is what happens to Elisha. He gets exposed to the power of God and he could never be the same. Somebody next to you and say, I can't be the same. Yeah, yeah, I can't be the same. You see, this is what happens. This is why we started this church, because we want a place where people can encounter the presence of God and never be the same. I believe that the same God that changed me, that rearranged me, that did something inside of me, that transformed me, that made me move my life into a new direction, that made me see life through a new lens, I believe that same encounter can happen when people come to church. And that is why we're here in the city of Tampa. And that is why Courageous Church exists, to be a place that will bring exposure to the presence of God. And when you get into the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures evermore. I know that when you get exposed to the power of God, it will change you and rearrange you. I know that when you get exposed to the power of God, it'll make you a good husband. I know that when you get exposed to the power of God, it'll make you forgive when you want to hate. This is what happens to Elisha. Elisha gets exposed to a mantle that changed his life. And the power of God was so strong on that mantle that he could not shake it. And the power of God was so strong on that mantle that he took his oxen and he, sla- he slaughtered them. And the power of God was so, this power of the exposure, the power of God was so strong on him that he took the plowing equipment and he burned it and turned it into a barbecue so that he could cook the meat on the oxen. He, what, he, what was he doing? He was saying, I'm never going back to the thing that I once was anymore because once you've been exposed to God, it's impossible possible to go back. That's why there's a God hook in all of us. That's why it doesn't matter how long it's been since you've been to church. Something keeps pulling you back. That why, that's why it doesn't matter how far you are away from God. If you've ever had a taste of him, oh, come on now. If you've, ever, if you've ever encountered him, if you've ever come into his presence before, if he's ever done anything for you and you hear that one song that reminds you that he can do all things, that he's never lost a battle, this is why your heart gets drawn in because there's a God hook inside of you and you've been exposed. And once you've been exposed, Colton, you can never be unexposed again. The power of God changes you. It rearranges you. It changes your position. It changes your direction. And now Elisha says, I'm wanting to do what God called me to do. And I want to move in the direction you called me to. And so Elisha drops everything and he decides that he's going to follow Elisha for the rest of his life. This was absolutely amazing to see this man of God do all of this because he was willing to give up anything and everything to pursue the call of God on his life. And I believe if you're going to walk in a double portion in 2022, you're going to have to do reckless abandonment towards something. Oh, this is good. We used to do this thing at my old church called planned abandonment once a year where we would look and see what was not working and we would make a plan to abandon that that thing to, well, we're not going to do that and spend energy in that direction anymore. Some of you need a plan for plan abandonment in 2022, that there are some relationships that you just can't do anymore, that there are some situations you just can't be in anymore. And you need to make a plan so that you can walk out of that situation and come into a new one because God is exposing you to something else that is greater. The double portion will sit on those 
that when you are exposed, you're willing to do whatever it take it takes to stay in that place of it being exposed to the power of God. See, this was about the power of God, not just opportunity. Oh, this is good. You see, this was not just about an opportunity. This was about an opportunity to walk in obedience. This was about being struck with something that reminded him of who he was called to be. Oh, this is good. Some of you are drawn to certain things and individuals and people and even churches because it identifies with the call of God that's on your life. You see, you keep coming. Some of you come every single week. We can't, we can't stop you from coming. Y'all get mad when we can't open the doors. And I love it. And, and, and y'all be like, is e-church this week? Well, we have an e-church. We can't have physical church. Some of y'all be ready to have church at your house if we needed to invite the whole church over there. Why? Because God has exposed you to something that's changing your life and it is not a person and it is not a place. It is his presence and it is the anointing of God and it is transformed. It is transforming something on the inside of you that makes it impossible for you to go back to who you used to be. Oh, last point. Oh my goodness. I'm out of time. This is the hardest one. I saved it for last. You ready? Elisha stays the course. Want a double portion? Stay planted. You want to start your own business? Serve somebody else's business. Want to be an entrepreneur, a successful one? Find a successful one to follow and serve him. Want to be a great worship leader one day? Find one to serve with no expectation of reward. Elisha sits next to Elijah for six years, six years of submitting to someone else's vision, six years of serving and leading, six years of asking questions. How do I do this? How do I do that? Where do I do this? How do I do that? I've learned that the greatest leaders ask more questions than they make suggestions. Six years of submitting, six years of being faithful over someone else's dream, six years of being corrected when I'm wrong. You see, some of us will hear correction, and the moment we hear it, we run. But can I, can I tell you something? You will never grow if you keep unplanting your roots and moving every time you get bothered by something. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help someone in 2022. Let me help you. Let me help you. Hard times will come. And something's going to make you upset. You're not going to agree with something at some point. And I'm going to tell you something. It's not submission until you don't want to. Uh-huh. Go on, on, go on in there on Monday. Tell your boss you're going to do what you want to do. I need you here at this time. Uh Uh-huh. I'll be there when I get ready to. Oh, okay. Fired! (laughs) I got some business owners around the room. I'm looking y'all in the face like, "Uh uh-huh. Try it if you want to. (laughs) Because a double portion fell on Elisha as he served faithfully for six years. And you get mad when you haven't been considered after six months. 
you throw a fit when after a year, you're not considered for the promotion. You get upset. I'm, I'm trying to help someone here. See, because you keep abandoning your double portion by uprooting yourself and shifting gears every time you don't like something. And I'm, I'm trying to help someone in this room walk in the double portion that God called you to walk in. But if you don't find a way to stay grounded and stay planted, even when you don't want to, to stay grounded and planted, even when they tell you you got to serve some more, to stay grounded and planted, even though it feels like you're being overlooked, to stay grounded and to stay planted and continue to stay the course like Elisha did. Do you know what Elisha did for Elijah? Washed his hands. He washed Elijah's hands for six years and asked questions and learned and did everything he was asked to do. All he did that we record while he was serving Elijah was wash his hands, pouring water on his hands. Wow, wait a minute. It's recorded that Elisha does double the amount of miracles that Elisha did. Could it be the secret to a double portion is serving long enough to catch the anointing? that's in that house, that's on that person. Now, get out of your head when it comes to just thinking about ministry. I'm talking about barbering. I'm talking about modeling. I'm talking about entrepreneur efforts. I'm talking about your jobs. I'm talking about everything that you consider yourself connected to. What if, what if the unlocked door comes open when you prove that you can be faithful and trusted with someone else's? Let me read a scripture to you. Let me give you some scriptures so you don't think I'm just talking out of my head. Oh, the pastor told me I can tear somebody out. Well, I don't even know what he's talking about. He don't even know what he's talking about. He ain't read me no scripture or nothing. He told me I got to serve for six years. The devil is a lie. All right, I'm glad you said that. Luke chapter 16, verse 12. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? If you can't say amen, say ouch. <laughs> I'm committed to seeing a double portion rest on this church this year. I'm committed to seeing a room so full that we have to do another service. I'm committed to serving this city until they know that Jesus Christ is real. I'm committed to helping rescue women out of human trafficking and whatever role God gives us to play in it. I'm committed to feeding hungry children that are in this city. I'm committed to giving more backpacks and school supplies away to schools that are needy. I'm committed to doing whatever we can to serve this city, and I'm expecting God to, to put a double portion on what we're doing. I'm, I'm expecting God to send miraculous blessings on this church and the people who sit in this church. So here's the secret. A lot of the legwork has already been done because you're a part of this ministry. And I'm expecting the anointing that sits on this house to trickle down into yours. The question is, is do you qualify for the double portion? And are you willing to do what's necessary so that that double portion can rest 
on everything that you do this year. What do you need to do? Are you the one that keeps uprooting, running, jumping ship? Disciples were with Jesus for three years before they were prepared to do the work of ministry. Three years. Elisha walked with Elisha six years. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I think the biggest point that the Lord wants you to get before you leave this room is that it may require some patience before God produces what he's going to produce in your life. And because we live in this microwave generation where everything is instant and it happens right away, we get nervous when God throws us in the crock pot. We want it now. We want it to sizzle. We want it to smoke right now. But can I tell you, can I tell you, you can't eat sizzle. Sizzle will burn all of this off. Just face melt right off. You, you, take, that, you take that dinner that you put in the microwave, that, that microwave dinner, and, and, and you try to eat that stuff that's still sizzling. Mess everything up. But when you put something in the crock pot, Shish, Father in heaven, it's absolutely amazing. Meat falls off the bone, Jesus. How many hours? Six hours is what you got to do to see the meat. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's my point right there. Everybody's ready. Six hours. Here it is. You ready? Some of you don't want to wait six hours for dinner. And neither do you want to wait six hours for your purpose. But can I tell you, in this year, I believe the Lord wants to ground you. Keep your feet planted long enough so that you can grow and, ooh, I feel you, Holy Spirit. So you can grow into the person that he called you to be, Elisha. There's a great mantle that rests upon your life. And God is trying to get you ready for it. But the question is, is are you willing to go through the process to qualify for it? Bow your heads. I want to pray for you. Wow. Holy Spirit, what would you have every person that's in this room and that's watching online to take from this message today? As we start this double portion service and series, Lord, I pray that you would speak so loud that we cannot deny that it is you. I pray that you would reveal some things to us that we had forgotten about. I thank you that you're going to remind us of things that we had walked away from that you told us to stay into. Lord, I thank you, Father. You're, I, I, feel, I feel apologies. I, I, feel, I feel some people circling the wagons, coming back around. I, I just sense that God is up to something here that is greater than us. I thank you that you're revealing purpose today. I thank you that as the mantle has hit us, that as we've been exposed to your presence and your power, I thank you that purpose is stirring in this room. Purpose, purpose releasing in this room from young to old. Purpose, people who are filled with purpose, not just careers, not just goals, but purpose, God. I thank you for people who are going to live purpose-filled lives. And God, I thank you that we're going to continue to serve and work and be faithful to whatever it is you put in front of us until you decide you're ready to do what you want to do in our lives. 
we give you permission to have your way and we surrender the keys over to you in this moment we pray amen amen somebody put your hands together Hey, listen, right before we leave this room, I think this is probably the most important thing that you could make, the most important decision you could make to start your new year. Maybe you're off to a bad start with God. Maybe you spent all 2021 in a bad position where you were distanced from God. Maybe you don't have a relationship with God at all. Can I tell you something? Today is your day. Even if you're watching online, this is a moment in our service where we take and we make no, we, we make no uh, apologies that we do altar calls here. What is that? This is an opportunity for you to alter the, the, the trajectory of your life by saying yes to Jesus. This is a moment for you to say yes to Jesus. This is a moment for you to get your life in a place where Jesus becomes Lord of all. This is a moment where you can surrender and allow your sins to be forgiven because of what Jesus did on the cross for you. So right now in this room, I'm not even going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. I believe this is a conscious decision. I want you to make it with your full conscious and your full eyes up. If there's anyone in this room that you, you, have, you have walked away from God, you were close with him and you want to get back right with him and you want to get your life back on track with him, him or you don't have a relationship with him at all. You just haven't made that choice. If you're in this room, when I was 15, I made a choice just like this to follow Jesus and it changed my life forever. It made me the man that, I'm, that I am and that I'm becoming. It, it helped me to move my life in a direction that was filled with purpose and passion and, and the power of God. And, and I believe that same power is in this room right now. I believe that same power is sweeping online right now. And if you're in this room under the sound of my voice and you need to say yes to Jesus, can you just show me a sign of your hand real quick. I just want to say a prayer with you. It's, it starts with a prayer. It's just real easy. Anybody in this room or anybody watching online, I see you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being so bold to raise your hand. Anybody else in this room that wants a thank you. I see that hand. Anybody else in this room, you need a relationship with Jesus. Anybody online, if you're watching online, we have people right there online waiting. All you got to do if you're watching us on our website, click that button that says, I want to give my life to Christ. We've got people ready to pray with you right now. Anybody else in this room, anybody, anybody, listen, you're lost. You've been I thank you. I see 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 you. Anybody else in this room, you're lost. You just want to get your life on track. This is the first Sunday of 2022. This is your moment. This is, this is your moment. Anybody else? Three. This is your moment. Two. Don't you miss the opportunity. One. Thank you. Hands down. Can y'all do me a favor? I'm going to say a prayer, and I want everybody in this room to pray it with me so none of my brothers and my sisters who just made a choice to follow Jesus feel alone. We all made this prayer before. Some of y'all need this prayer, and you just didn't raise your hand. Oh, we in year two now. I'm going to be a little bit more tougher with you this year. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Let us pray. Everybody together. Say, Lord, today I give my life to you. I surrender my will to you. I surrender my way. Today. I confess the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord of my life. Today, I give you permission to have your way, to lead and guide me, to forgive me for all of my sins, and to put me on the path of righteousness. Today, I believe that Jesus died on a cross for my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, somebody, put your hands together real quick. Put your hands together. You can do better than that. Come on. Woo! Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel to hear more messages like this one. 
If you like what you heard, please share with your family and friends. Don't forget to connect with us on our website at courageouschurch.online. Courageous Church, courageous people.